Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and thank you for joining me on the Mummy Movie Podcast. Well, we are looking at Legion of the Dead from 2005. In terms of the layout of the episode, we shall start with a little background information on the film, then a section on the historical accuracy, and finally, I shall review the film. Right. You are an Egyptologist who has been invited on a mysterious dig in California. To your amazement, you find out that it is for an ancient Egyptian tomb. However, little do you know that you will soon be faced with evil when you are forced to take on the Legion of the Dead. So, this film was created by the Asylum Film Company, a company which is well known for creating low-budget, direct-to-video films that often take more than a little inspiration from bigger-budget blockbusters. In terms of this film, it had a budget of half a million dollars, which even today would only come to $7,700,000. Interestingly, in the credits for the film, Several people connected to Egyptology are thanked. These include Flinders Petrie, Champollion, and Howard Carter, people who died many years before even the director of the film was born. These three men all contributed greatly to Egyptology, and so this is likely why they have been included. In terms of the cast, Claudia Lynx plays the villainous mummy, Anhatet, Bruce Boxleitner, known for films such as Tron and the TV show Babylon 5, plays Sheriff Jones. Zach Galligan, known for The Gremlins 1 and 2, plays Dr. Swatek. And Courtney Clonch plays Molly, the main character. Okay, so we've now arrived at the historical accuracy part of this episode. So basically, I shall just go over what the film does well and poorly. To begin with, 
At the beginning of the film, we see two men on quad bikes in California. Suddenly, one of them falls through the ground, inadvertently discovering an ancient Egyptian tomb as he does. When the men are down in the tomb, one gets stabbed by a large knife that comes through the floor, and the other gets acid squirted in his face, and then his head is crushed by a massive falling stone, complete with a loud squelching splat. Unfortunately, such traps were not actually present in ancient Egyptian tombs, and instead the Egyptians employed other methods to protect their tombs. For instance, in the Valley of the Kings, some had rubble filling their corridors, and also plastered over entrances to make them look like dead ends. Such death-defying traps as shown in this film are really more something you'd find in Hollywood films, or admittedly very good games such as Tomb Raider or the Uncharted series. After this scene, we see the opening credits, where hieroglyphs turn into English words. All of these are actually just English words spelled phonetically in hieroglyphs. However, it is worth noting that some of these hieroglyphs are incorrect. For instance, they use a lion for an L, where it would have actually been a roar sound. So, kind of like what a lion sounds like. They also use a lasso hieroglyph for O, when it actually makes a wah sound. Soon after the opening scene, Molly, the main character, is talking to another Egyptologist and the man in charge of the excavation, Dr. Ari Ben David. He claims that the tomb has been carbon dated to 2654 BCE. Carbon dating cannot date things this old to the actual year and tend to be a little bit more general than that. However, Molly then goes on to ask what a third dynasty tomb is doing in the middle of California. In fairness, 2654 BCE would have been during the third dynasty, so this is correct. And later, Dr. Ari Ben David claims that the tomb owner, Anatet, was exiled by the pharaoh of the time, Djoser. During 2654 BCE, Djoser would have indeed been the ruler of Egypt. However, Dr. Ari Ben David then claims that there has long been proof that the Egyptians got to America, as Inca and Egyptian step pyramids have far too much in common to be coincidence. He then goes on to say that nicotine and cocaine were found on a mummy a few years ago, and that such ingredients originally came from America. In terms of the nicotine and cocaine on a mummy, that is based on a real case from 1992. Basically, Bella Bonova, a German oxycologist, apparently found nicotine and cocaine on the mummy of an Egyptian named Henatawi. However, later tests on the mummy found inconclusive evidence for this, though it is true that nicotine was likely found on the mummy. However, it is also worth noting that, firstly, nicotine was also found on the mummy of Ramesses II, and this was almost certainly related to contamination from snuff during the discovery of the mummy in 1881. In terms of the mummy of Henatawi, this was also discovered in the 19th century, and was also likely contaminated. As for the similarities between Egyptian and Inca pyramids, I think it would be far stranger if two different civilizations didn't realise that pyramids were quite a sturdy structure. It is basically a coincidence, and a very mild one at that. Further, the uses of Inca pyramids were not really the same. 
It is fair to say that they were used for burying their kings, as they were in ancient Egypt also, but more commonly still, they were used to perform holy rituals and as a platform for sacrifices. I will admit, I am hardly an expert when it comes to the Inca civilization, but I personally do not buy into the idea that there was contact between Egypt and America. I do not see why Egypt would travel thousands of miles or how that would benefit them, especially as there were many other places before America that they never discovered. Further, the actual boats that the Egyptians used were nowhere near suitable enough for this type of trip. They were used mainly along the Nile and also tended to remain close to the coasts when they travelled out onto the sea. It is just not a feasible argument. Anyway, moving on. Later in the scene, Dr. Ari Ben David claims that the soul was called the car in ancient Egypt and that Anatet needed hers to reunite with her. The Egyptian soul was actually made up of multiple parts, but the car was indeed one of them. And, in fact, it is mainly related to another part of the ancient Egyptian soul known as the Ba. Both are often shown as birds, however, in general, the car did not typically leave the body and instead remained nearby. Meanwhile, the bar was able to leave and fly around, essentially. Therefore, although the car was part of the soul in ancient Egypt, here I feel it would have made more sense to say that the bar needed to reunite with Anatet's body, as typically the car and the bar had to reunite each night. When Anatet comes back to life, she ends up bumping into Molly, the main character, and Molly is able to figure out that she can speak ancient Egyptian when Anatet says the word Kemet. Kemet is indeed the ancient Egyptian word for Egypt. It means the black lands and likely referred to the very dark soil which was incredibly fertile due to the inundation of the Nile. In fact, in fairness to the film, there are a few places where the words and some of the shorter phrases they say are actually Egyptian. For instance, they also use the words Hamut Netcher, which basically means priestess, and also Nefer, which means beautiful or good. Finally, towards the end of the film, we see Dr. Ari Ben David shave off all of his hair and become a servant of Seth. He then goes on to state that he has done so as the priest must remain pure. This is actually pretty accurate. One of the main types of priests in ancient Egypt was the Wab priests. Wab basically means pure, and one of the ways they achieved this was to shave all of the hair off of their heads and bodies. In general, for this film, it does weirdly feel as if a fair amount of effort has gone into making it somewhat accurate, and I do wonder if the writer-slash-director, Paul Bales, has an interest in ancient Egypt. To me, it feels as if he may be someone who has gone down several rabbit holes in ancient Egypt, though I suspect, given the theme of the film, some of these may be a little bit conspiracy theory-esque. Overall, this film is far from perfect when it comes to ancient Egyptian history, but it is strangely a step above other mummy movies. Okay, we have reached the final section of this episode, the review section. In this part, I'm just going to say what I like and dislike about the film, and then rate it out of 10 as well. 
I shall start with the elements I quite enjoyed. Firstly, I felt that some of the deaths in the film were pretty funny and pretty entertaining as well. We see people's heads explode when giant rocks land on them. And we also see people melted by very Goosebumps-esque looking acid. These deaths are incredibly silly, but I quite enjoyed them. Further, when Dr. Ari Ben David shaves all of the hair from his head and body, he does admittedly look very creepy. Finally, it is fair to say that the film does at least attempt to make you care about the characters, or well, at least some of them anyway. It does focus a little bit on the backstories of the characters, and I do appreciate this. However, unfortunately, it does lead into my first negative for the film as well. The backstories are mostly pretty generic, and do little to help me care about the characters, even if there was an attempt there. For instance, Molly sleeping with her own professor does not make her into a likeable character, and further, Although she does try to make up for her actions, it never entirely feels as if she has grown as a character. Ultimately, people make mistakes. That is a part of life. People can make terrible mistakes, and in my opinion at least, this is redeemable. However, this is only the case when people grow from such experiences, and I did not get this impression from Molly. I also found some of the accents throughout the film to be a little annoying and very fake. For instance, Dr. Ari Ben David puts on a generic European accent, and the film would probably have been mildly better off if he had not. Though, that being said, he was one of the better characters in the film in my opinion. The film also becomes quite slow in the middle, and I personally felt that it dragged. This is partly because they do not really make it clear what Anatep's motivations for killing people are, though it does admittedly become clearer as the film moves along. The fact that it dragged was also not helped by the script, which very much had the feel of a 40-year-old man writing for characters that were far younger than him. For instance, Molly's sister is 17, so her one personality trope is that she's a bit cheeky and wants beer all the time. This is a bit cringy and made the characters all felt very one-dimensional. When it came to the reviews for this film, they were not good. On IMDb, it currently has a score of 2.7 out of 10. And this is also one of the very unique films on Rotten Tomatoes to achieve a 0%. Truly an incredible achievement. For myself... Although I do appreciate that some effort has gone into adding a little bit of accuracy to the film, I do have to agree with the reviews here. Although there are some elements of the film I enjoy, such as a couple of the deaths and Dr. Ari Ben David shaving all of the hair off of his head and body, it was also a strangely slow film with an underwhelming script and worst of all, for me at least anyway, very little charm. I can tend to get behind bad films when they have charm because for me, charm is 50% of the battle. I get that this element is very subjective and maybe there are people out there who are more forgiving of this film because they see charm in it, but unfortunately, I am not one of them. For me, this film gets a 4 out of 10. Thank you very much for listening. 
I really hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did and you haven't already, why not consider subscribing, leaving a like, leaving a comment, and please join me next time when we shall be looking at the curse of King Tut's tomb from 2006. I hope you have a great week, and see you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.